Got our financial statements? Need your input. This was a text message that came to me from someone that had reached out saying they had just gotten their financial statements for their business and wanted to know what I thought. So stay tuned as I share with you some of the same things I shared with them. All right, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Dylan's Podcast. I am, in fact, Dylan, and this is my podcast. This is where I explore some of the problems that I'm solving for other entrepreneurs, some of the conversations that I'm having with folks that are running businesses, and I do this in hopes that there's an entrepreneur or business owner out there that is struggling to solve a problem, is looking to capitalize or realize on some opportunities, and they just need to hear a different voice in their ear. I hope to be that voice in their ear or maybe the stone in their shoe that gets them thinking a little bit differently about their business or some things that maybe they've never considered before. First of all, I want to give a big shout out to those of you that are reaching out to me with questions. It's really neat to know that some of you are getting some value from some of the ramblings that I wax philosophically about here on my podcast. Uh, I try to do it every week, so thank you very much for that, and keep them coming. If there's something I can help with uh, regarding your business, feel free to email me, reach out on LinkedIn, which seems to be where... Uh, most folks are hitting me up, and uh, that's been a lot of fun, and hopefully uh, it continues to be And that there's lots of folks that get value out of this. I would strongly encourage you to share this with other business owners that you know, because what I've learned is that being an entrepreneur is pretty lonely, and oftentimes you can think you're out there by yourself. This podcast is a way to understand that maybe you're not all by yourself, as I share stories about uh, the things that I've learned or the things that I'm learning working with other entrepreneurs, hopefully that brings you some comfort or someone else some comfort to realize that uh, they're going to be able to make it. The problems they're having are not that unique to themselves and uh, that if they just persevere and consider some new ideas that maybe they'll be able to get to the other side, some of the things they're struggling with. So as I'd indicated in my intro, I'd gotten a text message with two pictures in it, believe it or not, a picture of a balance sheet, a picture of an income statement, and um, <laughs> this individual was looking for some feedback on their financials. And so uh, we, of course, were talking about some other things in the messaging string. And uh, just as I look at the messaging uh, string right now, it was uh, it was just pretty neat. It was pretty neat that someone felt confident enough that they could say, look, I'm about to share something really private with you, but I really would like to know what you think. So Um, as always, I've got a lot to share, uh, or I had a lot to share. I always like hearing myself talk or express my own thoughts. Um, and this particular individual was able to uh, hear them all. What was neat was over text messaging. I actually had to be, uh, pretty concise in what I was sharing. So here were some of the takeaways. Um, the first thing I did is I kind of looked over the profit and loss statement. And so as a quick refresher for all you entrepreneurs out there, and if you've heard this before, great. Hopefully you've got it memorized. But your balance sheet is basically, what does your business own? What does your business owe? And what's left for equity? Your profit and loss statement is what did we make? What did we spend? And what was our profit? And so the two statements tell you different things about the business. And so for this individual, started with with his uh, balance sheet and some of his comments were, I know we bled the business, but I was really encouraged by the revenue numbers for the one piece of equipment that we have. Uh, we know it's critical to have cheap labor running our equipment, makes our margins far better, and hopefully will give us a real cash positive position in the future. And um, so anyway, those are some of the things that he, he had said. And when I looked at it, I thought, well, first of all, 
um, I have a, I mean, I got lots of things to share, but I have a simple one, which is you may, you had a loss for the year. And the first question I want to ask you is how are you going to make up the loss in this next year and make a profit on top of that? What do you need to do? Do you need more customers? How many? Do you need more sales? How much? What needs to happen? And so like many entrepreneurs, he kind of shot back a note that said more customers will double uh, the amount of customers that we served uh, in our first year and our second year, more sales, uh, that's going to help us and more margin. And then as we started talking about it, he began speaking about how they were going to take on another piece of equipment. And so I said, look, 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 let's just stick with the one piece of equipment. If that's all you had right now, how do you make sure that you can turn this business around in terms of earning back what you lost this or last year and make a profit in the coming year? And so all of a sudden he started asking some questions like, well, can you, can you help explain that a little bit more? So we ended up kind of talking through his margin and the difference between every time um, they ended up taking on a job what their costs for that job were, which left them with a little bit of money, and then that little bit of money had to be used to pay for the business costs and then hopefully leave some money on the bottom line, which in this particular case, that it didn't. So we started talking through that, and I've often seen that th- this is a pretty frequent conversation with entrepreneurs is that they get they get stuck thinking about just their top-line revenue, and they can't really articulate how they get to their bottom line. So you know, we sell a widget or we sell a product or a service, we have to pay a sales commission or we have to pay for the labor and the materials associated with that. And that's going to leave over an amount of money. And with that amount of money that's left over, we've got to pay our bills, we've got to pay our staff, and hopefully leave some profit on the bottom line. So in this particular case, it was no different. We began talking about pricing. And so I usually ask a really difficult question to try and force the conversation, but I said, what would it take for you to just simply double your revenue on that one piece of equipment? And he said, can't do it. Can't double our revenue. I said, okay, so if you can't double your revenue, but you have to do more than you did last year, where's the balance? So we finally got to a number that kind of made sense. And then I said, okay, so now with that number, if that's the most amount of revenue that you can earn, how do you recover the loss that you're showing? And then the answer was obvious. It was, well, I guess we got to start cutting costs. And what I've learned is that cutting costs is important, but cutting costs rarely gets you to a place where you can really be profitable and grow and scale. And so you do have to be thinking about, well, if we've got all these costs that we're paying for and we're managing them the best that we can, maybe now that second piece of equipment, we have to think about it a little bit differently. And instead of recovering our loss off of one piece of equipment, maybe we can recover, um, maybe we can break even on one piece of equipment. But with the next piece of equipment, now we start to make money. If we added a third piece of equipment, now we're really making money. So all of a sudden the conversation took a bit of a turn and he started feeling pretty good that Understanding his margins, his gross margin and his net margin, now gave him the ability to go, okay, how many pieces of equipment do I need working out in the marketplace to be able to recover my loss from last year and make a profit this year? And, you know, in their business, uh, they have some costs that are one-time costs. And so those one-time costs, instead of being attributed to one piece of equipment, now they could break it up over maybe a few pieces of equipment. So all of a sudden the conversation, you know, became very positive and, and we we're talking through not only now the margin and kind of the math of it, but then we started talking through some of the strategies. 
the marketplace that this business services is only so big. So they can't do um, an unlimited amount of revenue in this given marketplace because the market dynamics just don't allow for it. So then we started talking about, well, is there something different that you can be doing to uh, increase your, your revenue within that restricted market. And then that's when we started talking about maybe some add-on products that fit really, really well um, against kind of the core product or the core service that they were offering. And so obviously now this guy's super excited to get started with his next fiscal year because he seems to have a line of sight. And the line of sight is I got to make, I have to make back what I lost last year and put profit on the board so that I can pay for myself. So once we were done looking at his profit and loss statement, and there were just kind of some other general comments in there, like for the level of revenue he was doing, he had way too many line items on the profit and loss. And you might go, why? Like, who cares, Dylan? Why does that matter? I think it matters because business owners at this type of level need to be focused on running the business. And so if you're looking at profit and loss statement, it has to make sense, and it has to make sense really, really quickly. So what I often do is just say, Try to group all of your expenses under general and administration so you know what it costs you to run the business. Then make sure you're crystal clear on what it costs you to get revenue, so your parts or your material or your labor um, or your sales commissions or whatever your costs are associated with getting business. And then it helps you understand what you have to work with a little bit easier. So we kind of talked about cleaning up the format of his profit and loss statement, then we switched to his balance sheet. As we looked at his balance sheet, there wasn't much to look at except that he had a pretty big shareholder loan into the company, which is how he started the business. Uh, he took on, uh, he borrowed some money, used some of his own personal equity, put it in the business. And then ultimately, when you kind of wash it all out at the end of the year, what it looked like was he paid for the loss with the money he put into the business. And not only that, he paid his own salary with the money that he put into the business. And he didn't, he didn't even think about that. He wasn't even thinking conceptually about his business that way because his balance sheet didn't really mean anything to him. He he understood his profit and loss statement, but the balance sheet was kind of like a, it just, just had words on it that he hadn't really familiarized himself with or really didn't understand. But then as I just sort of drew a straight line from his balance sheet to his profit and loss statement and through some of the conversations we were having, he could quickly see, okay, maybe this isn't as complicated as it first appeared. My business owes more than it owns right now because I'm the largest contributor to the equity side of the balance sheet. And then my business had a loss, which I basically paid for with my equity. And then I ended up taking out a salary too. So, okay, I kind of get it. So now I've really got my work cut out for me. Now I've got to figure out how to make up the loss for last year, how to make a profit this year. But I've also got to figure out like, how am I going to pay back that loan to myself, because it's not a small amount. In fact, in this particular case, it was probably two years worth of profit if the business was was running well. So when you started, when you started, you could you could. I mean, it was text messaging, but you could see the wheels turning, and he was starting to go. Okay, I get it. I think I really got to un- stop for a minute and really work through my business model and understand how does my business actually make money. When's the right time to take money out of the business? Where do I have to put more attention and focus? And then ultimately, how do I execute well so that next year when I send you my financial statements, uh, they look they look good because I've made money, I've made up the loss, but I also have a, a mechanism or, or a strategy in which I'm going to repay myself. This particular point I don't think should be lost. I think if you're listening to this and you're going, yeah, okay, kind of everything you've talked about today makes sense, Dylan, the one thing that 
entrepreneurs fail to focus on is they fail to look at their balance sheet and look at what they have invested in the business, either through shareholder loans or accumulated management fees that are that are sitting at maybe you know at, at higher balances than what they'd like to see where maybe they haven't paid themselves directly. The question is, how does an entrepreneur get their money out of the business? And sometimes the numbers are so large, certainly with the businesses that I work with, that the entrepreneurs just don't even consider that one day they're going to get their money out of the business. They're usually focused on just trying to make the business profitable, service its debt obligations, but they fail to recognize that they too have real equity in the business that they somehow have to figure out how to recover. And so a lot of times the strategies that I work on, uh, either on an Excel spreadsheet by myself or sitting with management or ownership groups um, over a period of time is to say, look, we get it. We're going to be able to turn the business around. We're going to be able to increase margin. We're going to be able to take care of our creditors. But more importantly, like the big goal we need to be reaching for here is how do we get the shareholder equity out of the business? How do we repay those shareholder loans? How do we make, how do we, in essence, balance the balance sheet? And that's pretty tricky because to repay the shareholders for the money they've put into the business over a period of time usually means you got to stretch the business or you have to figure out how to do something that at, at the beginning is going to feel unachievable. So um, something you should be thinking about as an entrepreneur is grab your balance sheet and if the business owes you money, you should figure out immediately what do we need to do to get that money paid back to us. And it's an exercise that I think is worthwhile because it forces conversations about what the business needs to do. So back to my pal, we had the same general conversation with him and he hadn't even thought, quite frankly, about how he was going to get his own money uh, back out of the business. Yes, he'd been paying himself a salary, but the truth is the business needed to be paying him a salary through their profit margin, not through the money he had put in only to take it out again because, quite frankly, that just means he bought himself a job. So as we got to the end of it, um, I had said to him that it appears that you know your business really well in terms of the, the, the service that you're delivering and the equipment that you're using. I said, but it appears that you don't really understand the cost side very well. I said, you know, when you look at the loss that you took and you look at what it's going to take to recover that loss and get your own money out of the business, there's some work that needs to be done here to really understand where to focus. Do you take on some additional equipment to leverage out your fixed costs so that um, you know, one machine on its own may not be very profitable, but once that first machine has paid for all of your overhead, maybe the second and third machine is how you look to to make up your profit margin. And then if your market doesn't support that, then you've got to figure out, well, what else can we do to leverage off the costs that we're already paying? So I don't know, that was that was kind of the gist or the summary of the text message conversation I had with a fellow that had sent over his financial statements for me to take a look at. And hopefully in hearing this, there were some things that that you heard that made you think, you know what, I'm going to go back and I'm going to revisit my business. Maybe there's some things there that I'm not quite understanding. And I've always thought that, and kind of why I do this, uh, you know, for my own personal reasons is I don't think that first of all, I think running a business is, is, is a lot of fun. I think entrepreneurs make the economy go uh, and work and go round and round. But I also think that the failure rate of businesses is much, much higher than it needs to be. And I think that that's because many small businesses know their product or their service really well, but they don't know the quote-unquote business stuff. And it's that business stuff that if they knew 
how to address that they would be successful and that if then you know then a smaller percentage of businesses would fail. So my hope is that as you hear this that there was something in what I've said today that is causing you to maybe go back and take a look at your own situation, your own financial statements and say to yourself, yeah, that was interesting what Dylan said. Do we really understand our business model? Do we really understand our cost? Do we really understand how to leverage the stuff that we're already paying for? Do we know how to get our money out of the business and what that would take? If it turns out that you don't know how to answer some or all of those questions, feel free to text me, feel free to email me, reach out on LinkedIn, send me your financials. I'd be happy to take a look at them for you and tell you what I think. It's just an opinion, but maybe something in what I share causes you to tweak or improve the business that you have. So that's all I have for you today. Remember, strive not to be a success but to be of value. I believe that a valuable business is one that can save for the future, invest in new opportunities, and give back to the community that supports it. So thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. And hopefully you will share this with another entrepreneur or tune in to the next episode.